Welcome to Streams in Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor and evangelist and prophetic teacher Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in, to ask questions, and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now here's Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana. And Pastor Tom. And we once again would like to thank you for joining us for Streams in the Desert Live, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is Deception in Our Churches. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we come humbly before your throne and we bow down, Lord. We ask that everything that be said and done here today would be done in the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. We ask that the people would hear Jesus and not us, Lord. We ask that everything that you have prepared for today come forth boldly, clearly, and precisely in your anointing. And Lord, we pray for this world. We pray for America and Israel. And Lord, we ask that you would keep thy right hand of blessings upon us as we go through the times that are yet to come. Lord, open the eyes and ears of your people. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, we begin the stream's broadcast for today with a sobering scripture found in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, where Paul wrote, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Folks, I'm going to warn you that today's message will not please everyone, nor is it intended to. Time is growing ultimately short, and we, as true, blood-washed, Bible-believing, spirit-filled Christians and preachers of the word of the one and only begotten Son of the one and only true and living God, whose Son is named Jesus Christ, cannot stress this enough. Today's message will not be for those who do not want to hear or accept the truth. It will not be for those who go to church, but yet are no more Christians than Satan himself. It is especially not for those who just play church, as 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5 reads, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, as stated by the Apostle Paul when he was warning Timothy of the days yet to come and that have now began arriving in their fullness here at the end of time as we know it. This message is not for those who love to call themselves Christians, but yet walk in darkness, in the flesh, and under the power of Satan, who is the distributor of foul spirits. 
which as a reminder includes, but is in no way limited to the spirits of gossip, backbiting, lying, scheming, pride, arrogance, conceit, smugness, self-importance, jealousy, ungodliness, and the spirit of deep sleep to the things of God. Once more, and most importantly, this message is not going to be relished or received by those who, as pastors, teachers, and governing members of churches, who operate there again in a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. As stated by the Apostle Paul once again in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1-5, through 5, and was read at the beginning of this broadcast, this message is designed and has been prepared by the hand, mind, mouth, and the anointing of the Spirit of the Lord God for those who love truth and want to hear and receive it. This message is for those who are walking in the indwelling of God's Holy Spirit, which is better known there again as the Holy Spirit. This message is also for those who, by hearing it, will surrender their lives to the Lord Master and Savior Jesus Christ, who are the same that without a relationship with him will not see heaven or eternal life. With that said, I would like to begin with this vision by Swarna Cha of Bombay, India, which she received at the beginning of this year on January 7th, 2008, titled Mountain of Lies and Bloodsuckers. She begins the vision by saying, I saw two dark high m mountain piles, both very black. One represented lies, the other was covered in bloodsuckers. She continued with the description of the vision by first describing the mountain of lies. I understood within the vision that lies would increase. World over, I saw lies, lies, lies. Governments were lying. People in churches were lying. Those in the workplace were lying. New, improved versions of lies were being manufactured. It was getting very difficult to know the truth from lies. In the past, people could detect what some call white lies, like the check is in the post, or in America, the mail, type of lies. But now I saw people wading through what appeared to be an unending stream of material, news, and facts, and people did not know what to believe anymore. They were despairing. World over, there were people acting as if they were telling the truth, speaking as if they were telling the truth, motivating others, inciting others through their brand of new, improved lies. I saw search engines on the internet churning out reams and reams of written audio and visual matter on all topics, all presented as indisputable, indisputable facts. In the midst of all that, I saw world over, there were many true things, but how would the people know the difference, I wondered. Then, how then, Lord, will we know the truth from lies? My Holy Spirit will guide you, I heard the Lord say. It was time now, more than ever before, to be wary of such lies. Time to be completely hidden in his words. Folks, what are we here at Streams in the Desert Live always reminding you of? It's time that you, Y-O-U, must know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly. Back to the vision. Next, Mishcha inquires of the Lord by asking, how does one get to the truth? 
How will people know which link leads to the truth? Folks, the Lord's reply to her was, My discerning ones will know, said the Lord. My Holy Spirit will pinpoint those exact links to show that my people know how to separate the truth from the lies. Moving on, Ms. Cha describes the second mountain in her vision, which is the mountain of bloodsuckers. She began the description by saying, I had shared a message about bloodsuckers, I think, in late 2006 or 2007 with a local church in Bombay. In 2007, a few times, I was reminded of those bloodsuckers and shown a vision of them. Some weeks back, again, I saw these two mountains as one I have shared was lies, and the other was filled with bloodsuckers. These bloodsuckers, as I had seen last year, were clinging to the arms, legs, and various parts of the bodies of people whirled over and draining them of their energy. Even Christians who loved the Lord were affected by them, but the discerning very quickly threw them off. I saw waste, 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 drain, drain, drain. Resources, energies, time, money were being drained, drained, drained. I saw people drained spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, in every which way. People were being kept engaged in futile occupations, conversations, relationships, buying sprees, counseling those who never intended to change, communicating, evangelizing over and over again those who knew well the message of God as they had heard it for the umpteenth time, but were in no mood to convert, shopping like there was no tomorrow, advising those who sought not their counsel, casting their pearls before swine. These people just did not know when to stop. They were repeating the same mistakes over and over again. They just did not know how to say no. All of which was causing a drain, a waste, so that people had little or no time for God. They were too concerned about how they appeared to people. People had to be pleased at all costs. And they were paying the cost. They felt drained and depleted. But off they went to repeat it all over again because they were blind and numb and did not see the bloodsuckers that were crawling all over them. People were using them, flattering them, engaging them in futile exercises, chores, positions that made them look good in the eyes of the people. And those such as these were very concerned to look good in the sight of men. For that which was necessary, many did not have the energy, nor the resources, for they had been drained and wasted. But they who saw repented and brushed off of them these bloodsuckers and busied themselves with that which the Lord wanted them to do. They spoke the truth to the people and cared not if they were misunderstood as being abrupt or rude. They broke away from all that was unproductive in the sight of the Lord in their lives. Ms. Cha ends with this warning and scripture reminder to all that walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Beware of lies. Discern, discern, discern. Beware of bloodsuckers. Conserve, conserve, conserve. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, 
and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her root by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh. But her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. As you ponder the things said by the Lord God through the vision just shared, Folks, let us now change gears and walk through a series of questions that were presented to me by one of our faithful listeners after hearing me in last week's broadcast mention in passing the name of a well-known megachurch and the names of some well-known megachurch so-called pastors of the world today. Before we start, I want you to know that these answers are coming both from myself as well as Pastor Tom. In other words, we are one in our thinking on the subject matter of the counterfeit and false spirit that has enveloped a majority of the churches to, of today. So here we go. Well, Pastor, here's the first question. Do you feel that these kind of churches, Willow Creek, Joel Olstein, are wrong? My answer is a resounding yes. Why? Well, I believe that the leaders of these churches speak for themselves. When they make quotes like these of Bill Hybels, the senior pastor of Willow Creek Church, such as, you have to thrill the believer for them to see, as he put it, people far from God as Jesus sees them. He went on to say, we at Willow have a one-line mission statement, and that is that we are trying to turn irreligious people into fully devoted followers of Christ. You know what, folks? I have a little side note for that. By the way, his name is Jesus and his title is Christ. It is at the name of Jesus that demons tremble yes. and flee. This was the answer given by Hill, Bill Hybels in response to the question of why Willow Creek is now in the process of changing how they do church in regard to the restructuring of the small groups and making things more exciting for the Christ-centered and seeker or explorers, whichever you choose to call them. Then there is Joel Olstein, that when interviewed by Larry King, could not and would not give a solid answer to very basic Christian issues, such as why he never used the word sin in his church or what he thinks about gay and lesbian so-called marriage. Here is what he said to Larry King in an interview. And folks, right now, Pastor Tom and I are going to do a little role-playing. Pastor Tom's going to be Larry King, and I'm going to be Joel Olstein. All right, Pastor. This is Larry King starting. But you're not uh, fire and brimstone, right? You're not pound the deck and hell and damnation. And this is Mr. Olstein. No, that's not me. It never has been me. I've always been an encourager at heart. And when I look over, when I took over from my father, he came from the Southern Baptist background. And back 40, 50 years ago, there was a lot more of that. But, you know, I just, uh, I don't believe in that. I don't believe, uh, maybe it was for a time. But I don't have it in my heart to condemn people. 
I'm there to encourage them. I see myself more as a coach, as a motivator to help them experience the life God has for us. Okay, folks, I have to stop right there for a moment because something was said by Joel that we are beginning to hear a lot more about today, and it's uh, nothing new uh, because before Paula White took her fall, she was, and I'm sure still is, one of the biggest preachers of this false doctrine called coaching or life coach or Christian life coach, if you will. Folks, this is more deceptive teaching from the pit of hell that I'm beginning to hear more and more out of the mouths of people who don't even have a clue as to what they're saying, much less what it means. The definition of a Christian life coach, or coach for short, is as follows. Believe it or not, I took the description from a business website advertisement who claims to train people to become one. This site states that life coaching is about examining the entirety of a person's life, their core values, sense of life purpose or calling, and the fulfillment of that calling on every plane of their being. Inasmuch as this includes examination of one's spirituality and theological beliefs, Christians often prefer to train under facilitators who ascribe to their same core beliefs. Likewise, many Christians seeking to hire a coach prefer that he or she holds their same conviction and works within a Christian worldview and value system. For those who desire training from a distinctly Christian perspective, we offer this unique track. The first of its kind, ILTC, has trained more Christian coaches than any other professional program in the world. Believe it or not, Wikipedia has a great overview of the field of life coaching. Folks, this is their writing. I'm not writing this. Here's a snippet of their description of the field as it's emerged over the past decade. Oh, folks, it's only been around 10 years, okay? So let's, let's see what the new thing is. From Wikipedia, life coaching has its roots in executive coaching, with, uh, which itself drew on techniques developed in management consulting and leadership training. It sounds like we're running a business here, folks, and not being uh, involved in the things of God. Life coaching also draws inspiration from disciplines such as not the Holy Spirit, but sociology, uh, psychology, positive adult uh, development, career counseling, mentoring, and other types of counseling, but no Holy Spirit. The coach may believe that they apply mentoring, values assessments, behavior modification, behavior modeling, goal setting, and other techniques in helping their clients. Wow. Meanwhile, back at Larry King's interview with Joel Olstein. Larry King saying, you're non-denominational. Mr. Olstein, uh, we are. We are. What if you're Jewish or Muslim? You don't accept Christ at all. Mr. Olstein, you know, uh, I'm very careful about saying who would and who wouldn't go to heaven. If you believe you have to believe in Christ, they're wrong, aren't they? Mr. Olstein, well, uh, I don't know if I believe they're wrong. I believe 
here's uh, what the Bible teaches and from the Christian faith. This is what I believe. But I, I just think that only God will judge a person's heart. I spent a lot of time in India with my father. I don't know all about their religion, but I do know they love God. And I don't know. I've, I've seen their sincerity, so I don't know. I know for me and what the Bible teaches, I want to have a relationship with Jesus. But he wants to have the megachurch relationship with Jesus is that you just say, I'm saved and I go on my merry way. He's a motivator. He's a coach. He said it all himself. He just said that people that are believing in other religions, that he doesn't know if they're wrong. So, you know, that's no kind of pastor that I want to be involved with. I want one that knows the, the one and only true and living God. Amen. And, you know, Pastor, I think our listeners need to understand, too, these are direct quotes. These from are from the horse's uh, mouth. The wording it may sound a little bit repetitive, but this is what they said. And this is how they and, talk. And back to Larry King. How about issues that the church has feelings about, such as abortion and same-sex marriages? Mr. Olstein, yeah. Uh, you know what, uh, Larry? I-, I don't go there. You have thoughts, though. Mr. Olstein, I have thoughts. I just, uh, you know, uh, I don't think that a same-sex marriage is the way God intended it to be. He doesn't think. He's a pastor of a, a church for 70,000 people. He just doesn't think. I don't think uh, abortion is the best. I think there are other, uh, you know, uh, better ways to live your life. But here's the clinker, folks. But I'm not going to condemn those people. I tell them all the time in our church that our church is open for everybody. Now I want to stop right there. I am a pastor. I'm a senior pastor. I don't have 70,000 people. And you know why? Because I preach the Holy Ghost. I preach that you have to live a life straightened up and that you have to be under the blood of Jesus. And this man has a church where he just invites everybody to be the same as they are. And you will find out from what he says later that that's exactly the truth. And he runs an ecumenical church church, which means anybody and everybody is welcome to come in there and believe whatever they want. He's already said he's non-denominational. He's not Pentecostal. So the very fact is, is that you can go to Joel Osteen's church and you can believe in a doorknob. He doesn't care as long as you show up. Amen. And Pastor, here, here's Larry King again. This is a kicker question right here. You don't call them sinners? Mr. Osteen, I don't. Is that a word you don't use? Mr. Olstein, uh, I don't use it. I never thought about it, but I probably don't. But most people already know why the, what they're doing wrong. When I get them to church, I want to tell them. Now, here it is, folks. He doesn't want to tell them you need the blood of Jesus and to uh, be forgiven of your sins. He wants to tell them you can change. There can be a difference in your life because he's a coach and a motivator and they work on your sociology and your psychology and all these kind of things. They don't work through the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so it says and then he continues to say, so I don't go down the road of condemning. Well, I got news for you that Jesus did. He condemned everybody who wasn't walking in the way that God told them to walk. And you know what? He told them. He told him. He told the Pharisees, the Sadducees, he didn't care who it was. He told you if you were not walking in the way that you should be walking. And you know what? It's just time to move on to Amen. our to our uh, faithful listeners. Second question. Okay, Pastor, this is the second question. Do you think that because they, the mega churches, are different, 
they aren't making an impact for Jesus? My answer is that because, as you put it, they are different, they are not not only not making an impact for Jesus, there is absolutely no way that they can. Stop screaming at the radio and hear me out. The word impact implies, in the sense of the word being used here, contact, which indicates getting in touch with, making contact with, or speaking to. And all I have to say, my friends, and please hear me clearly, is that if the leaders of a church are not in touch or contact with the Lord God by and through the power and anointing of the indwelling of his Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, as stated in the second chapter of the book of Acts, my friends, there is no way that a congregation as a collective body sitting in a spiritually dead church 24-7 365, let me translate for you, meaning a church void of the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit could ever be filled or operate in the power and anointing of the Spirit that is associated with the one and only true and living God, better known as the Holy Spirit. The reason these churches are and even call themselves different is purely because they do not teach or preach that to live a overcoming, powerful, and victorious life in the Lord Jesus Christ that you must first be saved by the blood of Jesus. Folks, don't try to tell me that they do because I have been in these churches and there's not even an altar call for a person to repent of their sins on their face with tears and godly sorrow and to invite the Lord Jesus Christ into their hearts. And secondly, they do not teach or preach that you need to seek the Lord God for the indwelling power of his Holy Spirit. And folks, that's just for starters. Because if you don't even believe that you are a sinner, remember, Joel Osteen doesn't tell his people he's their sin or that they're sinners. Uh, to begin with, you most certainly will not adhere to the teaching of the Bible in its fullness. Because the first thing it teaches is that we must confess our sins and be brought under the blood of Jesus. Because, folks, the word of God plainly states in Romans 3.23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And in Romans 6.23, it goes on to say, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And in 1 John 1, 1 through 10, John says, speaking of Jesus, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. Who is Jesus? Amen. For the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the father and was manifested unto us through jesus which is which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the father and with the son jesus christ and with these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. This, then, is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light, 
and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Now, on to our third question. The writer says, If I am right about how I think you may answer questions one and two, what kind of church, ministry, or teaching do you think is correct and proper? My answer to this question is simply that as far as any ministry goes, it must, it must, it must, it must be performed by those who first have been called by God and not man, which includes preachers, teachers, prophets, and evangelists who are filled with the indwelling power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, this is the first requirement of God-appointed leadership. And their lives must plainly reflect the life of a spirit-filled person. I know that we have gotten so far away from this model, and it seems foreign to those, say, in the age group of Joel Olstein and younger, and to those who have grown up in spiritually dead churches and now as so-called preachers themselves have built their corporations instead of churches but the but folks i assure you that what i have presented to you is what god has intended it for it came from the bible it came from the bible folks what i have presented to you here today has come from the word of god from no man all who ever spoke for the Lord in the Bible from the Old Testament to the New Testament were anointed by God's Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. And just a side note concerning those who are called by God in the conducting of other church business, such as the board, deacons, etc. They are also to be filled with the Spirit, as stated in Acts 6, 1 through 4, where it is said, and in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. When the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, Look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministration of the word. Folks, my last word on the subject matter of today is if your church is not changing you, and you've heard me say this before, it's time to change your church. If your church is not preaching to true repentance by the blood of Jesus Christ and the need of the Holy Spirit and to be 
filled with it, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, not that you receive it when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, because that's an error, folks. To receive the Holy Spirit indwelling in your life is to be accompanied by the uh, speaking in other tongues. You know, folks, and if your uh, church is not preaching the Holy Ghost and it's need to be filled with it, it get out get out now and find one that is a bible believing spirit filled born again christian church christian means followers of the lord jesus christ and i don't mean this fluffy followers of christ thing i'm talking about they're followers of the lord jesus christ through the letter of the word of god and we must get back to the word and stop this dilly dallying around or you're going to find yourself left behind that's all there is to it and right now, I'm going to change gears, and I'm just going to ask Pastor Tom to pray for our folks today. Yes. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this opportunity to come into the airwaves right now, Lord thank Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, there is such a deceptive spirit out there right now, Spirit Lord. of delusion. Yes, and that spirit of deep sleep, Lord. Amen. I just ask right now, Lord, that you would send your spirit, your Holy Spirit, to dwell in your your fellow sh- in in your followers lord jesus in your people lord jesus send your spirit to speak to those people lord to give that small still voice lord and lord that only your spirit can do lord lord we just ask that you would just anoint each and every person, each and every listener out there right now, Lord, that they would have their ears and eyes open to hear all that's going on, Lord, to be able to take those bloodsuckers and throw them off of their bodies, Lord, to throw those deceptive spirits away, Lord, and to keep their eyes steadfast upon you, Lord Jesus. And, Lord, we just give you the praise and the glory for all this happening today, Lord, all this happening ahead of us, Lord, because we see the deception, we see everything that's happening, Lord. But, Lord, we continue to keep our eyes steadfast upon that eastern sky because we know that you're coming and you're coming soon. And we just pray it all in the precious and holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, folks, it's time to open our phone lines. And I want you to hear me first, okay? When our phone calls come in, they're going to be pleasant phone calls. Mm -hmm. We're telling you truth here, and I told you at the beginning of this show, if you didn't like it, that was the way it was going to be. And the fact is, is that we need to come out of this deep sleep, and we need to come out of this filthiness of the world and start getting our eyes pinned on the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to go to our first caller for today, uh, right after Pastor Tom gives us a little spiel. Yes. We just want to hear from our listeners concerning our topic for today, which is deception in our churches. Give us a call here at Streams in Desert Live. We'd love to hear how you, as faithful followers of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, feel about this question. Our number here at KXXT is 602-296-3632. And once again, the number is 602-296-3632. And Pastor, we do have a caller on the line. Amen. And every call today will be edifying to the body of Christ and for the glory of God. Good afternoon. This is Pastor Dana. Good afternoon, and shalom. Shalom, Hello. brother. How are you? Fine, thank you, Pastor. Thank you once again for another great show, and I am in totally, fully agreement with what you said and for speaking the Word of God in truth and love, because if we don't speak the truth of God's Word in love, then we don't love our brothers and sisters. Amen. Amen. And thank you. Also, too, I just wanted to share, too, I, I am also seeing, too, some things also 
in the walk that I'm in with God and, and the places that I've gone. And the word came to me from last night from Isaiah chapter 5, where it talks about, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Yes. Who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and, and sweet for bitter. And it's true exactly what you were saying, because I have heard and seen that some people in their leadership and in the board and the pastors of the church have degraded women and and just thrown them down to the ground and have disrespected them. And if they have done that, if they have killed and sealed and destroyed a woman's service in the Church of God, I'm asking them to please repent and ask God to forgive them and cleanse them because the Lord Jesus Christ came back to restore our beautiful women in our homes and jobs and churches with beauty, respect, dignity, and integrity, especially when Mary saw him after his resurrection in the garden because he thought he was a gardener in the garden. Amen. That's true. And they are not to be destroyed with ungodly words or made to clean people's homes like slaves. Shame on them. <laughs> well, we do ha- we do stand with you in the restoring of uh, the thoughts of people and uh, what God has called each person to do, because God is no respecter of man, and the word man encompasses everybody who's living. So the fact is, is that uh, we thank you for your word today, and I would just like to pray for you, brother, and say... Dear Lord, right now, we just thank you for this brother. His insightfulness through your Holy Spirit is awesome each week. We really appreciate you sending him each week for this uplifting word that he brings to us and to all of our listeners. And Lord, we pray that he will be blessed throughout this week as he goes to do that, what you've called him to do, to prepare for next week. Shalom and God bless you. And in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Shalom, Pastor. Shalom. Shalom. God bless you. Thanks so much. Yes. Bye-bye. 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 And, Pastor, I believe we have another caller on the line here. Good afternoon. This is Pastor Dan and Pastor Tom. Hey, it's Nancy. How are you guys doing? We're yeah, blessed, Nancy. God. How are you? Pretty good. I'm just driving right. But I'm glad that you touched base on that because I believe we talked about Rick Warren one time. He's another one that's uh, Absolutely. One called Mega Churches. Absolutely. He's totally selling that book. And I'm seeing a lot of Christians just turning away from scriptures and just dwelling into that you know, psychology of it, and into these feel-good churches, and, and they're totally being deceived because of it. Amen. You are absolutely right, sister. Exactly. And I used to, I tend saddle back like maybe a couple of times, and I never felt the presence of the Holy Spirit there at all. It was pretty much dried up. Well, thank you for that report, because that's a live report from Nancy, folks. She's been to saddle back a couple of times and never felt the Spirit of God there. Thank you for that report, Nancy. Yeah. God bless you, and we want to pray for you real quick. Okay. Father God, as Nancy drives, keep her safe. Build a hedge of protection around her. Lord, continue her and her uh, joy of the Lord that she is exuding to us today. Lord, I ask that you would just continue to... Bless her with thy right hand, and Lord, ask that you build a hedge of protection around her life, her mind, and her spirit, and that you would move her in the way that you have prepared and ordained for this hour. We just give you all glory and honor and praise for it, and we command that every foul spirit, every evil spirit, be bound in the name of Jesus Christ. We command it, and we plead the blood of Jesus against it. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Miss Nance. Okay. Bye-bye. God bless you. And Pastor, we have one more caller on the line. Amen. Good afternoon. This is Pastor Dana. Hi, Pastor Dana. This is Brother Mark from, uh, well, not the Mile High City now, but just thought I'd call in to say hi. 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 How you doing? I'm doing good. And uh, I realize the program is getting kind of close to the end. So uh, as we've gone through this program this afternoon, I'm standing out in the wind right now, and I hope I'm coming in okay. You sound great. Okay, wonderful. 
Anyway, um, I just wanted to share uh, some thoughts about what you mentioned with these uh, mega ministers, like uh, your little dialogue you and Brother Tom had with uh, concerning Joel Osteen and Larry King. Yes. Well, he didn't say very much, did he? No, he didn't. And there's a whole lot more where that came from. And anybody who's interested in looking at it uh, is on uh, Google. You can Google it. It's just uh, uh, Joel Osteen uh, interview with Larry King live. And uh, that's where I got my information. And, and, you know, it's really good to go and, and read every question that he was asked and how he responded to it. Yeah, it was very you know, sad. I, and I saw the same thing, too, only in, in encapsulated form. But I just want to share a verse with you real quickly that I think describes this thing very well. Uh, in... Uh, uh, second, or excuse me, in, in Second John, uh, John is writing. He says, uh, or actually, I think it's in First John now. Okay. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come to flesh is of God, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come to flesh is not of God. Amen. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, where you have heard that it uh, should come, and already is it in the world. Yes, it is. Yes, yes it is, and has been since Jesus left here. <laughs> Amen and it's just sister. getting it's just yes. getting stronger by the day and the hour. Brother Mark, we thank you so much for calling in today. And uh, I'd like to pray for you and Jean. And uh, we're going to be getting here to the end of the show in a second. Do you have anything else you want to say? That's all, sister. Thank you so much. Okay. Yes. God bless you. Father God, we just pray for Sister Jean and Brother Mark right now. In the name of Jesus, we ask, Lord, that you would bless them and that you would just keep them in your sight, Lord, and upon your straight and narrow path. Give them every need that they have and the desires of their heart. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Shalom to both of you. Shalom. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. So anyway... You know, folks, it looks like that we've pretty much ran out of time now. And uh, Any callers that are on the line right now, just hang on. We'll talk to you right after the show's over. That's right. And so, anyway, we want to say, folks, it's been a great show today. And uh, that this is Pastor Dana. And Pastor Tom. Saying so long for now. And remember, folks, we are in need of your support for the work of this radio ministry. Please consider sending a love offering to help us as we are not called nor can we do this alone. It takes you, your prayers, love, encouragement, and love offerings, as well as the hand in favor of the Lord God to keep us and this ministry going. And I just want to say that next Tuesday will be... uh, the one-year birthday of Streams in the Desert Live. And we really are in need of your love offerings, folks, to keep us going strong here. We thank you for what you've done throughout this year. We ask that you would continue to uh, consider sending us a love offering. We know that times are very hard. But until next week, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace until we meet again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. for Streams in the Desert Live here on KXXT 1010 AM. God bless you. God bless you. Well, folks, that's all the time we have for today. Please be sure to join us next Tuesday on KXXT 1010 AM family values radio at 4 p.m for streams in the desert live when we will once again examine the headlines of our daily news in light of bible prophecy pastor dan and myself thank you for listening for your calls for your emails and always for your generous love offerings in support of the radio broadcast 
You may also visit us at our website, streamsaz.org, or email us at streamsaz.org with questions and topics to be discussed on future shows. Much love in Jesus to each and every one of you, and may the peace of the Lord Jesus be with you all till we meet again. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven? <laughs>